Welcome to the Adventure Audio Podcast. In this episode, we are welcoming back a previous guest, but from the Wayback Machine. His name is Steve O'Shaughnessy. He is the host of the successful My Back 40 podcast, of which I am a listener. Um, he has hosted Tyler and myself. He's hosted Tyler. Uh, we've hosted Steve. He's a friend of ours. He lives in Invermere, British Columbia. He's awesome. And Steve's main gig is bike packing. That is his jam. And Tyler and I are big fans of and totally enchanted by the Great Divide mountain bike route. Neither of us have ridden it in completion. Tyler's ridden the Canadian section back to Montana. Uh, it's on both of our bucket lists. And associated with the Great Divide mountain bike route is the Tour Divide, which is a race on the Great Divide mountain bike route from Banff, Canada to the New Mexico border in Antelope Wells. Steve is racing it this year. It's been like a huge bucket list goal for him. He's finally doing it. He's been building it up for years. Really excited to go. So he's starting next month in like three weeks. So we wanted to pick his brain about it. So this is part one and we want to have him back on in July or August once it's, once he's had time to get home, process the adventure. Um, and we want to hear all about it. So, I mean, it's just an absolute stunner. It's a world famous route and uh, we're excited to chat with Steve about it. We have a fourth guest on this podcast. So there's Tyler, myself, Steve O'Shaughnessy, and there is young Hudson Hamilton, who is making his first appearance on the podcast. He's with Tyler. You can hear a little bit of um, uh, Hudson's opinions on things. It was great to have him on. Super cute little man and uh, happy to have him on the podcast. We record the podcast as part of real life. So sometimes you're going to hear a doorbell or a dog, or sometimes you're going to hear a baby. And that's uh, how it is. So... That's, uh, that's how this episode shook out. Uh, we are definitely going to have Steve back on. And we even chatted a little about just collaborating more. So Steve's really connected and just an awesome, awesome guy. And talks about more than just bikepacking, but that, that's his main jam. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the State Bicycle Company, who you can visit at statebicycle.com. They've got awesome, awesome bikes, but they also have a lot of parts and apparel. Like I just got a pump from them, which is definitely the best pump I've ever owned. So if you're looking for gear, parts, apparel, check out statebicycle.com. As I always tell you, give them a follow on social media because that way it's much easier to stay up on what they're doing because they sell out of stuff really quickly. That includes bikes and gear, but they get it back in stock. But that way you don't need to watch the website every day. If you can just, you can subscribe to them or just give them a follow on social media. The podcast is also brought to you by Wheel Science who are the makers of fine, high-performance carbon fiber wheels for mountain biking, uh, triathlon, gravel, road, whatever your cycling jam is, they've got a set of awesome carbon fiber hoops for you. They have stuff in stock, but they also would love to consult with you on a custom wheel build. So you can visit them at wheelscience.com. You can use code ADVENTUREAUDIO, which will give you 10% off your wheels. On to Steve O'Shaughnessy. Everybody, thank you for listening and tuning in. We really appreciate it. As we always say, if you're able to give us a positive rating or review or uh, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you find the show, that helps us grow our audience. That keeps us going and you're why we do it. So thanks so much and on to Steve. I've been thinking about the uh, the Great Divide bike route recently because a friend of mine had brought it up as, a, as like a bucket lister and it's been a bucket lister of mine for a long time. But- takes a lot to carve out, but it's coming up, right? So like I knew, yeah. I know it's it's coming up fast, right? And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to have somebody on to talk about it. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is big year, right? Like it's happening. So, I mean, we talked about you doing this like two years ago, two plus years ago. Yeah. When you were in the early days of our podcast. 
And like, it's here, you are on the precipice of it. You're like, what, three weeks out? Yeah, it's weird. Actually, I can't believe you just said that. It's like, oh shit, it's only three weeks out. Can you explain real quick what 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 this is? Yeah, what are you doing? Because yeah, yeah, sorry, I should, I should pre preface that and say that uh, not just the Great Divide mountain bike route, but the Tour Divide, which is a race held on the Great Divide mountain bike route. Right. So I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years. So going back like a handful of years, like 20, 2017, a buddy um got me to do got me he said hey man i'm doing the ar let's do the ar 700 you know from the one the old one coleman to hinton which is the alberta I, rockies 700 right that's right yeah and, and i ended up scratching on that one um well we we did we wrote it together which i think was a mistake because honestly i think he was stronger he could have kept going but but uh, i was just so mentally it was a hard time for me because i had lost my job had a young family there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So so did, I wasn't even in the mental place for that. But then he said, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I'm thinking about doing the tour device. So that's that's when it kind of entered my my ecosphere. And then ever since then, ever since I finished the BC Epic in 2018, I was like, oh, this could happen. I could probably do something like that. And then doing the yo-yo last year kind of nailed it because it's, it's like to get the because it was a really good stepping stone for me i'm kind of glad i didn't do it last year I'm, I'm glad pandemic forced it to not happen because i don't know if i was fully ready for it but then to do basically half the distance uh, yeah. in, in those kind of conditions you know it, it was it was a suffer fest for sure but um it gave me it, it it solidified the idea that oh i can probably do this you know but i need to manage my my body a lot better Right. Like I, I thought I did okay, but, um, I think that that route, the TD is going to be a more circadian, um, rhythm type ride. Like, yeah. you know, maybe ride through, through a couple nights, but it's like, mostly, I think, I think that self-care and that, that, uh, the rest and recovery is going to be super important. Like Tyler, you said once on a podcast we did, it's like train hard and recover harder. <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. So, so it's it, that that always rings around in my head, and and so I really uh, that recovery side is is going to come in handy for that. I'm really excited about it, but let me say, I don't have a passport yet. Oh, that's going to so, matter. It's going to matter. So I, I applied for the. So what happened? We had that flood, right? <clears throat> and we lost a bunch of stuff. So I, first, I had to get a new birth birth certificate, and then I had to apply for the passport, and that was I sent away March eighth. So I'm like, man. It, oh no! It, sh it should be coming. Like that's that's going to be like three months. Uh, I don't know, man. So, but but what I've what I on a podcast I'm going to put out. I was thinking it's like you know, even if it doesn't come, my job is flexible enough. I think that I could just go and it comes. So I, maybe I'm late. Right. And right. so I thought, well, if whatever happens, I'll get my passport and I'll pack my bike and I'll just ride to Banff from Invermere and then just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know. So. So this this ride or this race, the Tour Divide, goes from Banff, Canada, down to the New Mexican Mexico border, right? Yeah, Antelope Wells, New Mexico. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. how many miles is it? I have to think in miles now, you Americans. Well, kilometers. Be, no, we'll, I'm do gonna clicks. Be, we'll do clicks. No, it it's good. So it's uh, twenty seven hundred miles. Okay. I think twenty seven hundred and, and change. And um, I don't even know how much climbing. It's it's a, a, it's ton, a ton. A ton. Yeah. Like it's like feet or yeah. something. Uh, yeah. Whatever that yeah. works up to in meters, that's like sixty something thousand meters. Yeah. Yeah. Bring yeah. Bring a climbing rope. 
<laughs> and, oh, and I have wow. to say that the exchange rate on kilometers to miles is really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like 125 miles is, is like, yeah. what is that? That's like 200K, right? Yeah. 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 Almost bang on. So how, so how much time are you carving out to do this for starters, right? Like that's the first, I always think about things like in sort of a linear fashion. It's like, okay, well, if I broke this down, how much time do I need? How far am I going to try and go? Like, Take us through some of that thought process. Yeah. How, how, how am I going to do this and get there and get back and all that stuff? Well, I've I've kind of looked at just my, and I, I say this all the time, my limited experience. Like I've, I've only done a handful of, of races and other than the one scratch, the rest of them, in, in my opinion, have been pretty successful for me, you know? So um, the yo-yo, I was averaging 200K a day on that. And then on the AR700, which I did after the yo-yo, and I personally, I felt like crap. On the AR700, I wasn't into it. I just, but but I was able to to knock off about 260 every day wow. on that. So so in that range, I think anywhere between two and 250 a day, I think I could probably do. And I've also heard that uh, getting out of Canada is kind of the hardest part. And then once you get out, it's obviously it's the the distance is immense, but it's not as um, not quite as punchy as Canada. And again, you know, I've ridden some of the Canadian section. I know how how rough it is in in the Canadian Rockies, so I think I might be able to cover more distance as I get further south, as things get a little bit maybe mellower. But I mean, I'm, I'm saying that with with complete respect for the route. I have no idea what it's gonna what's gonna do to me. So I'm thinking 21 days is what I'd like to do. Take wow. your time. Take your time. You know, you can come back and do it again and do it faster. But take your time. Enjoy it. Yeah, you're right. I should enjoy it more. I think I will, though, because to be able to just, if I'm going to do the circadian rhythm style of it, yeah. you know, riding, say, 16 to 18 hours a day, and then I, I ended up buying a shelter. Like, I'm not going to just go with a bivy. I bought a little one-person tent because I think it would be nice to kind of uh, cocoon up in that every night and just, you know, do some self-care and really chill out and really relax and and um, be protected from the elements. And I'd, I'd like to sleep in the dirt most most of the the route rather than I can't afford to go in a hotel every night. That's for sure. So yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped, I, but it's yeah. weird though. And I don't know, Tyler, maybe you can comment on this, but I feel almost, I feel like I'm too relaxed right now. Like I don't feel nervous about it. I feel like I, and I don't, I'm not saying that from a been there, done that perspective, but I just feel like maybe it's coming from confidence. Maybe it's coming from naivete about what I'm getting myself into. I, I don't really know, but I'm, I feel I don't feel fearful. I feel pretty calm about it. So I think that's great. I think that's great. I mean, it's a long, so I mean, it's a three-week event, and so it's no, it's not useful to get stressed out, right? You got you got plenty. You got time in your hands, and just think about your equipment and think about just you know preparing. Get a lot of rest in between now and 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 the start. What day is the start date? Well, June tenth. Yeah. June tenth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, I've looked at the maps, I've got the route, I'm going to bring a backup. I, I got a new Wahoo, uh, bolt to take on, on the route because I wanted something a bit more modern to show me a lot more data. Um, but I'm going to bring a backup GPS. I'm going to bring my e-trex still just in case. Cause I haven't really, na- that's the thing too. I haven't navigated on this yet. I haven't really done anything with it yet. So. And then um, as being part of the race, are you going to have a spot tracker on you? Yeah. I'll have a spot for sure. Okay. Yeah. I've got my own spot. Somewhere in the pile over there. And do you know how many people are racing this year? Pardon? Do you know how many people are racing this year? I don't. I think I have a feeling it's going to be big, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
having missed a year, probably. Yeah, I think people are going to be super, super psyched. That, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's cool. And here's the other thing that I've been throwing around too, is and I don't want people to hate on me for saying this because I know the Grand Depart is is a huge part of the experience, but I've been contemplating leaving maybe a day before. Um, the, the reason for that is I just feel the last couple of years, it's, it's kind of almost turned me introverted. I, I just feel like, I don't know if I want to be around 200 people and get caught up in that. And, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be an asshole and be snotty about it, but I just, I don't know. But then part of me is like, well, you know, for the, for my back 40, you should go to the grand depart and, and be there and meet the people and hand out stickers and, and really immerse myself in that. But at the same time, I just, I, I'm not sure I'm, I have the mental capacity for that. So I don't know. I don't you know. Can what make I'm a very different experience um, either way, really. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're making a wrong choice either way. Yeah. Listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. But I, people would be psyched to see you. That's for sure. Yeah. And I'm psyched to see everybody too. It'd be just be awesome to, and like even on the yo-yo to run into people that, that you'd only know from social networking. And then suddenly you're standing in front of them and hugging them. It's like, ah, oh, this is so great. It's such an awesome experience and a boost, like to like a huge boost, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. So this, uh, you know, I'm really excited for you, Steve. This is uh, this is awesome. When I heard when Pete told me the the news, yeah, I was psyched. So tell me, how did, when did you decide that you were going to tackle something like this? Well, it's kind of been on the radar anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> and since it didn't happen last year, it, it just kind of I, I just bumped it forward a little bit, and then with the new with the new job, which is pretty flexible, and and they're all in. They're they're super supportive and excited for me. And, um, so yeah, it was always kind of on the radar anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just That's great. It's, it's, it's got to be done. And I also feel like I know I'm not an old guy by any stretch, but I, but at 51, I feel like I just want to do it when I'm, yeah. you know, feeling good. And, and I don't, I don't feel a hundred percent. That's for sure. Cause I, yeah. my overuse injuries from last year are still lingering around, but uh, uh, if I can't, if I can, I'm going to come cheer you on. Oh, please do. Montana. Yeah, it's about probably like an hour drive from here from Missouri. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I follow be your your uh, the dot. What's it called? It's spot the tracker. Spot, spot tracker. tracker. Okay, yeah. yeah I'll follow oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we can follow we can follow your dot, right? We can follow it on your uh, website, can't we? Yeah. However, I decide to do it. If if I if I do the grand depart, you know, I'll I'll, I'll show up. If I do an ITT, it'll show up. It, it'll still be on there. I still want to register. Like I want to be. A, yeah. I want to track. Yeah. But um, no, I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm really excited to get like past the border, to be honest. To get like really right? deep to the. Yeah, into just the... into a different region I've never ridden before. You know, like I haven't done a lot of riding in the states at all. So to so to, you know, I've done a lot of that Canadian section, I think, and then so just to get into some some other, you know, ecosystem is going to be really nice. You know. And hopefully so the weather doing differently for this event versus your other two or well, not two, but your other bunch of bike packing experiences gear wise. Like, is it the exact same setup? Yeah, I'm bringing the same thing I brought on the yo yo, except I strapped a shelter to the front. So I ended up getting a, like a MEC, is it a Spark One uh, tent? It's like affordable. I couldn't afford like some of these tents, man. <laughs> so expensive. It's like a $300 tent. But yeah, the, the yo-yo, I didn't bring a shelter. So that's really the only difference is I, on, on, a, on the three-week route, I wanted to bring a house. But everything else is the same. I mean, yeah. I got a big, 
big bag of tailwind nutrition over there. I'm going to shove in my bag and, and just, you know, kind of fuel myself on that as far as I can get. I think they're based right. in Colorado. So I hope when I get down there, I can resupply with it. Cause I love it. I love that mm-hmm. stuff. And are you There's- doing logis- logistical sort of like strategy with like getting rid of gear as you get into no. the higher section, you're not going to mail anything back or anything crazy. No, no I'm going to finish with what I started with, which I think is in the spirit of the, of the race really, you know, bring what you need. And, um, I mean, it, it would be tempting if I get down there and I'm like, well, I'm maybe I'm sleeping in hotels more than I wanted, or the weather is good. Or I could just sleep in a ditch kind of whenever uh, I would be tempted to send the tent back, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to finish with the same gear I started on with. Yeah. So yeah. what made the cut and what didn't make the cut, <clears throat> you know what For, I mean? Like you're, you're bringing the tent, which I versus a bivy. I, I, that for me, two thumbs up there. Like, you know, that'll give you peace of mind. After a long day in the saddle, you get to sleep in a tent versus something just so tight like a bivy. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be rough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what well, made the cut and what didn't? Yeah. Like bear spray, terms, right? You're taking bear spray. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I mean, I brought bear spray <laughs> with me. I, I brought yeah. bear spray on the on the um, the yo-yo, but I didn't bring it on the AR. Um, okay. I, 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 we could talk at length about, about that sure. whole thing. I, 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 I mean, sure, I, sure. I think, yeah, the, totally. yeah, I think the level of threat is a lot less than people really think. And I, and yeah. I, I've always believed that I spent a lot of times in the woods on bikes in, in the sure. coast mountains and in the Rockies. And I've seen, I've come right up on grizzlies and they're like, they don't want anything to do with you. Of course, if they're around yeah. food or they're around, they're young, you know, there's lots of situations where it could get kind of spicy, but yeah, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll bring one. I've got a little one somewhere. Just be careful. I wouldn't listen to any music or anything when you're deep in Montana and you know southern Alberta. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the bear yeah. running up behind me though. <laughs> uh, what about like arrow bars? <laughs> you using arrow bars? Yeah, man. I've got. Um, I've talked about these two on the podcast, but Sarah Hornby gifted me um, Ryan Corey's bars. Oh no way! That's yeah, that is so cool. So so cool. I've been I've been running those since. I think last year. So they're, they're really, really, and you know what? They still have the same uh, tape up on the front there. So, I mean, I even get emotional holding them, but, but just whenever I use them and I look down at them, I just think of the blood, sweat and tears that have rained down on these from all the stuff that Ryan's done. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no brainer. I put the big stack on there too. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty upright when I'm, when I'm in them. And uh, yeah, the rig, man, the, the rolling Dale is just, I don't know if I talk about it enough, to be honest, but I've never really had a custom bike before. It's it sort of have a, what's that? It's a sick looking bike. Thanks. It it's, it's weird. I get, it gets a lot of looks, I think, because it's about as long as a semi truck, right? It's it's a really, <laughs> really long bike. And it, like when I take it in single track, you, you, it's um, it's a long hauler, right? It's not it's not a short trail bike. It's it's a long hauler. But when I'm sitting on that, it's it's like it's so long. It feels like you're riding a leaf spring. Like it just has this compliance to it that that's, that's super comfy. So, so when I'm, when I'm in my arrows and I call it the couch because I run a cell anatomica, which is just a super comfy saddle. And then I'm in my, in my arrows and it's just very couchy. It's very, very comfortable. And that you can just feel the the bike underneath you just kind of like, it's so malleable and just, it's just a beautiful bike. Um, I'm such a, it's such a privilege to be able to ride something like that, man. It's just, and I got a dynamo on there as well. So I'm pretty psyched. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that. Like that's, that sounds like a game changing piece of equipment for bikepacking. Yeah. I, I only got that last year 
I reached out to um, to Carrie State at K-Light and I just asked, it's like, you know, I'm doing this big thing. I'm trying to raise some money and I'd really like to get a wheel set. Will they help me out? So they sent me this wheel set. So it's the IDC Revolution Mountain Carbon Negra impregnated wheel set. And it's, they're incredible. They're just stiff yet compliant. They're light. And then, and then the dynamo is just, um, um, it's just, it's just awesome. It's just awesome to have, I mean, you know, not even, not, not just for the charging, but just to have that endless light, like last summer I was switching to riding nights and it just never, it, it's not a worry. Like, I'm not going to run out of, do I have enough batteries? Do I not do You know, did I charge my stuff? It's just like you turn the light on and if you're going 15 or 16 K an hour, you get like 1300 lumens, which which I've never had 1300 lumens bike packing. It's actually unnerving because I don't want to see what's in the woods. I don't want to see all the gr- green eyes looking back at me, but it's so bright. So that, that was a game changer. So on, on the TD, I'm going to bring a, uh, um, like a big 10,000 milliamp battery. So I'll, I'll charge that, uh, during the day and then switch to lights at night and then charge stuff, you know, or, or run GPS off of that. Yeah. You never want to run it at the same time. It's funny when the, you don't notice the drag with it, but if, if you have your bike in the stand and you just start spinning the front wheel and then you turn the lights on, you can actually hear it. You can hear the drag occurring in the hub. Really? Yeah, because there's a draw now, right? So, sure. so now there's a current draw and, and, and like it, it, there's a bit of a, because it's an electrical motor, so you can hear the buzz of the, the magnets. Like, when you turn the lights on, it's like, like it definitely, but it's like two or three watts. I think I'm not really a Watts guy, but I think that's the cost. Like that's what you're paying, right? You're, it's costing me two or three Watts to be able to keep all my stuff running and my lights on and all that stuff. So to me, that's, that's not very expensive. I don't think. No, otherwise it needs to cost you two or three hours of charging things at, outside a gas station or something yeah. like up on the sidewalk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like so I did a yeah, podcast with, with the pedal yeah. cell guys too, and they have a whole other technology, which I think is pretty awesome as well. But yeah. Um, yeah, I dig, I dig the dynamo hub. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, or you run the risk of like running out of battery and, you know, risking your life, you know, yeah, and riding right. in the middle of the night. night yeah. Know, so. And it saves space, right. I don't have yeah. to bring like six or eight lithium batteries and I, you know, stuff like that. I, so yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to bring some because if I'm gonna bring my my E-Trex as a backup, I'll have to bring some batteries for that. All right, so, so how I, do you pack your clothing for like three weeks? Like, how many pairs oh. of bike bike shorts do you bring? Like, one. I wouldn't just one. Wow. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, just. Could you imagine, um, Pete? Three weeks, one Shannon. <laughs> I don't wear Shannon. I don't wear no Shannon. No. Okay, even so better, even better. That's I right. wanted I to give you a, a bit of a time about that because I know I you don't wear a chamois, but you've also been pretty open about having problems with saddle sores. And I'm here to tell you that I think the chamois fixes it, man. I really do. I I'd agree. A, I would it's agree. The, it's the friction had, that's giving you problems. So I had a I had a bad experience with a chamois going way back. The yo-yo, I shredded my arse because for some reason, and this is the way my brain works. I, I rode I rode a, a specific saddle and undergarment combination all winter on my fat bike, and, and that winter I had done a lot of miles on it. And I was super comfortable with it, um, and so I took that same setup, and that was a huge mistake. I should have I should have stayed with the Cell Anatomica, and I should have got fresh everything, right? Fresh fresh underwear. So now my my secret sauce is 
so that saddle with uh, Saks underwear, you know, the, the ones with the pouch that holds your junk out of the way, you know, Saks underwear, S-A-A-X. So when you pull those on, they're super tight, right? And what it does is it just creates this, this micro barrier between your skin and the saddle. And honestly, there's no chafing. Like after okay. the, after the yeah. AR, I was out there for almost three days and uh, I could, I, I was fine. I was there was the hot, there was hot spots right which is I totally expect but the beauty of that is is um I'm probably honestly I'm probably only only going to bring one pair I might might buy another pair just to bring but you can wash that in a creek and it'll yeah. dry in in 20 minutes right where an experience I had on the on the epic where I went and I, I said oh I got to clean up my junk and I, I washed my shorts it took like it took forever to dry and you don't want to put them on wet Right. Yeah. And I didn't have an extra pair. So I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking yes. with it. I'm not going to change it now. It's too if, late. Yeah. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. Right. So, not yeah. at this point, but if everybody, yeah. like if you can rationalize like one luxury item for such an yeah. extra, mine would be like three pairs of bib shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a dude, I've mentioned him on here before. Um, Murder Mark at Murder Mark on Instagram, my buddy, um, Mark. And he, he did the tour divide more of a touring pace, but he does big miles. And he said, man, it's, yeah, I got to mix it up. He said, you bring a chamois, you ride one day with your chamois or maybe half the day. And then you switch to undies and then you switch to bareback and you just kind of keep, you kind of keep flip-flopping it around. He says, it keeps your ass guessing. That's what he said. <laughs> hey, you know, that's not a bad idea. Just bring a pair. Yeah, you know, totally. So I, I even thought I do have an, a, a chamois that I, I thought about bringing just as a, Maybe when the washboard starts just beating the crap out of me, that I could maybe put a chamois on, take the load off. But uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm sticking with it. I'm gonna stick with it. Okay. So June 10th. And so you. And then how are you getting home? <laughs> I actually had a listener reach out to me, and they offered me a ride back to um, El Paso from. Are you from kidding? Manila. Really? How cool yeah. Is so I haven't really. I'm going very. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> Legit, I don't even know how I'm getting out yet because I thought about, I entertained the idea of riding out because it is only, a, it's only about 130K. Like it's not, it's not far to Banff. <laughs> hey, little one. Yeah, yeah, this is sorry. He's been making what's, some noise. What's your kid's name, man? I, oh, this is Hudson. Hudson. It's a good yeah. guy. Got a full head of hair on Hudson. I like hair. But yeah, so um, my buddy Alan reached out um and he said man i'll give you a ride if you want so i i uh i, gra I gratefully accepted that and so things th it's funny things are just kind of falling into place a little bit except for the passport <laughs> yeah you got a good water filter yeah i switched to um a katadin be free last year I, I was a i don't even know where it is it was well you, you guys know what it looks like this is my old one but i um i had a sawyer mini there before and it just took so long to filter. This thing's amazing. You can do two liters a minute with that. So, um, and it's easy to clean. You don't have to back flush it. You can kind of just like, um, kind of just shake it around in, um, in clean water just to, to get all the, the gunge out of it if there is any. So I picked up a new one of those and I picked up a liter bottle for it. This is a 600 mil one. Nice. But uh, I love this thing. I love that filter. Yeah, it's changed changed my world for sure. So, how hard are you going to work to document things along the way, or are you going to try and just 
just be be in the moment and get that get back and then sort of try and document it backwards because you have to i mean first of all i'm sure you want to have this is a content source for your podcast i mean it's an incredible source of content both like photo just everything but how are you kind of approaching that because you could you could just completely unplug for three weeks or you could kind of make it part of the journey uh, have you flip-flopped on that i feel like you probably have no i haven't i i, I figured okay. i would just do the same thing i did last year on the yo-yo is just you know take the odd picture from the saddle kind of thing maybe maybe do the odd video and then i thought about uh if there if there'd be a way to um record and upload audio to my website but honestly i haven't had really much time to look at that but i would like to do uh an audio journal so i would just basically every night before bed i would just kind of talk about the day and and know the good the bad the ugly just talk about it and then maybe snip together something something um when i get back my plan now is because i'm going to be away june and for people listening subscribe to the podcast because what i'm going to do is i have some td related uh, conversations I've had in the past that I'm going to republish, ones that inspired me and and I think will inspire other people. So I've got one with Sofiane and one with uh, Nat Rainbow. She she was the um, was that 2018. She was a Lantern Rouge in 2018, but she had so much support and she was just just an inspiration, man. And then one with Michael Michael Devitt, Michael J Devitt, who wrote the book uh, Divide by Two Wheels. Right. Okay, I've read that. So I'm going to I'm going to probably repost some of those podcasts just to kind of fill you know keep people's ears satisfied and then you know just yeah just try to document via audio or maybe a little bit of video as I'm going down when there's time. I guess you know you know I don't uh, want to yeah sorry go ahead I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I like the I like the end of the day you're in your tent you know do a little video just do a little audio recap or video recap of the day yeah. you know and then you have it and then It'll like remind you when you when you when you finish and get home. You can oh yeah, I remember that day. Oh yeah. Yeah, you so, might not know how that'll you're be good at the time, but you'll be glad you you took five minutes to capture the moment, probably. For yeah. sure, and and you're too tired to write. You're too tired to. Oh write. yeah. Yeah. Too tired to speak. It, like last year, <laughs> I, yeah. I um um yeah I did I did a little bit of recording last year. Um, put some videos out. Uh, hopefully, I'll have. I'll have signal. I'll be able to. Yeah. And I know that's kind of against the rules. That's what I was going to say before is that, you know, you're, you're not really supposed to be connected to the world. You're supposed to kind of unplug, but I don't know, man, I'm not, I'm not a pointy end guy. I mean, I really want to, you know, it's about me. It's about my journey and I want to share it with people and, and hopefully inspire people to, to get out there and do that as well. Cause we can all do it. Like shit, if I can do it in my situation with kids and a family and you know and a supportive wife, if I if I can get out there and do that, then yeah, it's just the I don't know if I can afford it. I, I talk about money all the time, but people people say it's the most expensive free race you'll ever do, and I'm just like shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. So I mean, what a commitment! Like it's a huge yeah, commitment. It is. Sure, yeah, sure is. Sure. And you is. need this equipment. Like you can only scrimp so much. Your yeah. safety still like it's a lot of wild places that you're going to go to yeah and every account that i've read and heard of the tour divide is that you're totally right it's that first week is like who knows with weather right weather and snow yeah. and good to be it's gonna be crazy and you're gonna see all these like these challenges and you don't know what day they're coming but you're also gonna experience trail magic that's why i want to hear like these reports and kind of follow along as much as i can because they'll be 
these weird serendipitous things that happen to you that you have no idea are coming, right? Totally. And that's that's what that's why these things are, I think, so beautiful. I, I'd mentioned on a podcast the other day that a big event, I don't know if you experience it as much in a in a three-day event because it's very distilled. But my point was like if, if you're out for like five days, a week, two weeks, it's like taking a lifetime and distilling it down into that amount of time because you're you're experiencing the whole gamut of emotions right of like immense joy and 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 like sadness you know so like i i talked on uh another time just about how you know music can trigger these things inside you where they just come up from nowhere and you're like why am i feeling this way it, it's 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 when it's when you're um, when real life is attenuated to the point where you have nothing to think about, but what's rattling around inside your skull, that these things kind of come up. So it, it, it's, for me, it's it's not just, it's not vanity to prove that I can do this to everyone. It's 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 a life experience that I want to learn from and grow from. And my kids have no idea of the, what I'm doing. Well, they know, they keep saying they don't want me to go, which is hard. Yeah. They're going to be away for a while. But I want to, when I come back, when they get a bit older, I want, I want to show them what people can do. Look what dad did. And and just when like, he, you, you rode your bike where? Like, I, I want them to know that, you know, um, life just isn't the day to day, go to school, go to work. Da, 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 da. It's like, you've got to have these, these adventures and these, um, these releases from, from reality to, to just keep grounded. And, and so you don't lose yourself. It's so easy to lose ourselves in life. You know, so I don't know. It's gonna be fun. That's really oh, gonna gonna <laughs> we have you back in August to talk to talk about how it went. Yeah, anytime, so man. Part two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in fact I'm honored that you guys called me on because I'm just I'm just a dad. Like I'm just a I'm just a dude. Like I'm not nothing special, right? But uh, uh I, so oh, I, I'm I'm no, flattered that you wanted to talk to me. Are the special ones, right? Like yeah. yeah. You know, like a physically gifted freak who's going to do it in 13 days. That's not the point, right? Oh the point God. is that you yeah. could be doing anything else with your time and your effort, and and not going on an adventure. Like, but you are, and that's what's so cool about it. I've what got that, I've got Michael's bracelet on right now. So Aww. a few after after he passed away, Bonnie Gagnon made made up like a few hundred of these and gave them out to everyone. So. Mike Hall, 1981 to 2017, Ride in Peace, Tour Divide, 2016, 131250. It's like, fuck. You, you, you know, that's alien, right? Yeah. But oh. it's 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 inspirational, right? It's just riding yeah. bikes. Just riding yeah, and then you got you got Ryan's handlebars, his uh, aero bars. It's awesome. It's awesome. You know, there's a lot. Of, yeah, you have a lot of inspiration. Yeah, a lot of inspiration, and not only that, not only just those physical things, but just, and you guys can attest, just the the messages you get. For people who listen to certain podcasts or listen to certain conversations and and take away something from it, right? I mean, that's inspirational. Like people write to me and say, "This conversation did this for me and made me think about this and made me readjust this or or something in my life." And it's like, fuck, that's what this is about. It's just yeah. connect connecting with people and having podcasting seems so one way as a as a relationship with people who listen to you. But it's not. It's two way, man. Like I get so I get so much out of out of the podcast, and that that's that's why I started doing it when Ryan passed away. When I asked Sarah if I could if I could hop on Bike Pack Canada, is because I just wanted to give back to this 
community that just is so generous and giving and supportive. And so, yeah, it's a small community, but man, it's pretty tight. Yeah. Good for you, man. We're super excited for you. And thank you Thanks. for making the time to do this because we just wanted a breakdown of it. So we've got the before and now <laughs> the we're before. to the during and then the after. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best to, to get to the end. I, there's nothing really to stop me from continuing. I, can I thank some people? Yeah, okay please, do, do please do. I want yeah, to thank you guys. Ask, I want to thank oh, you guys for one, because it's, it's awesome to chat with you again. And we should do it more often. We should have like regular check-ins. Totally. Um, but I wanted to thank Cycling 101. You know, they're a supporter of the oh. podcast. Dynamic Cyclist has been amazing, and they've been helping me recover from my injury. Um, I, I have this crazy IT band thing going on, and it's just in my hip and like down the side of my leg. Um, I want to thank my cork ball <laughs> for grinding that out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to thank them and, and thank Rollingdale, uh, Dale Marchand, for building me this crazy rig. Like, you know, to work with a builder who, who listens to what you're saying and builds a rig around, you know, that's specific to something like that. It's, it's, I couldn't ask for a, for a better bike for this. And um, late, Vincent, right? St. Albert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So dude, I've got a, a made in Canada titanium bike. <laughs> so I'm, again, it's a, a huge privilege to be running that. And then, um, Autolus incorporated, they're up in Edmonton. Um, they've been supplying me with, uh, they got, they got me on the waxed chain thing. Tyler, nice, you guys, nice. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever done that before, but no, I, I put almost 500 kilometers on a chain. I've lubed it once wow, and it's, really? it's so quiet. It's, it's almost like a belt drive. It's crazy. Anyway. So I want to thank Jay at Autolus and I want to thank Spandex Panda. He's always shipping me socks for all my, uh, for all my adventures and nice. uh, Lakeside bikes in Invermere. Lakeside's been, I got my bike in there right now. They're going to flush and bleed my brakes and do a once over. And, and, um, so awesome. And then your family so too, right? And my family for their support. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, my kids aren't going to thank me for leaving. That's for sure. They're still, they're, they're still pretty choked, but um, they're low. Yeah, it's been an awesome adventure. Older. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They oh, will. Hopefully. They will. Dude, thanks for doing this. We'll tag all these guys when we uh, publish this one too. We'll get it out right away and like be safe, man. First and foremost, uh, Tailwinds. Tailwinds all the way, I hope. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve. Yeah. We're big fans and just, you know, keep up the good work and Hey, take your time, take your time. You know, you can do it again if you want to set a speed record, but no. it's a long event. I, I don't, weeks, so. I say I'm not going to race it. I'm going to tour it rapidly. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Smart. Yeah. So, well, thanks guys. Thanks for having me yeah. on. And I love what you guys are doing too. And it's, it's great that we're building this, uh, this great community of cyclists around us. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah. Right yeah. On. yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Once more, we really appreciate you carving out a little bit of your time. Um, we are seeing the occasional gap in weeks and episodes, just a matter of when we're able to line up guests and stuff. So we might not see you back next week, but we're hopefully going to get a few recorded the week after that so that we'll have some in the bank for you so you don't need to be left waiting. As always, we love to hear from you. So if there's stuff that you hear about on the show, that you have questions about, comments about, or just whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Adventureaudiopodcast.gmail.com. We will get back to you for sure. If you can give us a follow um, on social media, if you can give us a subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're finding us on, 
We really appreciate that too. Thanks again to Steve O'Shaughnessy. We will definitely have him back. Good luck. We know he's going to make it. And um, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.